For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Good afternoon and welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. I am here every day, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, talking sports, talking betting with you guys. As always, we appreciate your feedback on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. We also stream the show live on all of those social media platforms. So if you want to tune in that way, feel free. Uh, there's usually a pretty good uh, chat going on on Facebook, sometimes on YouTube, and on Twitter. If you want to follow along and add your input, you can use the hashtag ParleyRadio, and we might use your comment or your question on air if it's fun, appropriate, on topic. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys on this Tuesday afternoon. We are starting with NFL preseason picks, then our daily baseball picks, and... Finishing off with NFL win totals. First off, NFL preseason has already hit the, hit the ground running uh, for some teams at least. Some teams are still looking like they're trying to get things going on their offenses. Some of the unders have actually been hitting, even though it's not as fun to pull for games when you took the under. Uh, we've got Sean Higgs on the show today. He's 5-0 in his preseason picks so far. So, you know, he's got some good insight. On maybe who to pick next week and maybe the second week should be a little easier on some of us I mean I was three for five so I did all right uh, and also our daily baseball picks things are really heating up when it comes to the wild card race the divisional races how does that play into our daily picks does it have an impact or is baseball completely different day to day uh, we've got some strategies on betting baseball today plus NFL win totals for the Packers and the Raiders. The Packers have a new head coach, 39-year-old Matt LaFleur, who came over from the Titans. Can he be a, a winning coach in Green Bay in his first year? Uh, plus the Raiders, the saga of Antonio Brown. Uh, as we know, he filed a grievance about his beloved helmet. He lost. He now has to wear the approved helmet. We're talking win totals for the Raiders. Does that drama carry over? We don't know. We're delving into it all on Picks and Parlays Radio today. Stick, stick with us after the break. NFL preseason talk. And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Right now, let's get to some NFL preseason talk. And we've got a nice little special for you guys. It is a preseason pass that's on sale for all NFL games. You can get it on sale for $525 if you want to pick an expert. You can get all their picks for the entire season 
for $525 on our website, picksandparlays.net. Speaking of experts you might want to pick, Sean Higgs, 5-0 and in his preseason picks. Sean, how are you doing this? <laughs> uh, you know, HL, sorry. People think it's difficult for NFL preseason, and I, I disagree. I, listen, 5-0 and is great. I'll well, take it. Well, obviously, you're 5-0. and um, It's not difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the information is right there for you. I mean, like the coaches tell you, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about game in a second. And literally 10 minutes ago, I, I read an article here, and it just enforces the play I was already looking at. I mean, not that people read a lot of newspapers. It's all online. They tell you what they're going to do, who's playing, who's not playing, who's resting, going through the motions. I, I mean, listen, 5-0 and is great. I, you know, 60, you said you were 3-2. and two. That's sixty percent over like no, hundred games. That's not five. too shabby yourself. So I was pretty yeah, but, good. Oh, oh, three, oh, three, oh, I thought you went three and two out of five. You went three and five out of eight. Okay. No, but, oh, I, I said know, that wrong. I had yeah. I had three wins and two losses. Yeah, I was thinking two, yeah, exactly, of like baseball terms, you know, when a, a batter's three for five on the day. <laughs> That's sixty percent long term right. right there. Uh, but yeah, so what were the games that you took? Do you remember? <laughs> if you want to share um, them with us. Yeah, I started, again, I started out l lucky. Lucky with the Denver Broncos in the Hall of Fame game. And easy, you know, no doubt route, Ravens over Jacksonville. I had Seattle over Denver, uh, Raiders over the Rams. Uh, my best bet was San Francisco over Dallas. You know, again, I look at historically how some coaches play or don't play in preseason. Other coaches, like I was big on Denver coming out of the gate with a new head coach, things like that I look at. And again, listen, five games is five games. It could easily be four and one. It could be. It could have been a three and two day, but you right. get some breaks. That's what gambling is. So I'll, I'll take five and zero oh out the gate. And this weekend, I you know I got four or five games already got locked in, and that's that's on a on a Monday and a Tuesday here. And as more information comes out, I might have to add something. So you talk about the information being out there and available for people to utilize. Do you think betting the second week of the preseason should be easier? Um, yeah, because I think everybody sees what happens the first week and they draw their own conclusions, one. But then as they're opening up their local paper to see their own team and they're reading what their coach says or they're turning on ESPN or whatever you know sports show they're watching, it's the same thing. Like, you know, the Eagles today were like, Wentz says he doesn't have to play any preseason. The coach is like, I, I doubt any starter is going to suit up this week. I mean, that's right there for the taking. And that's why you see the total drop three points when this information is out there. So do you want to go ahead and talk about Jaguars-Eagles this Thursday? Let's, let's go. As I said, you know, I'm on the under here. 35. It was 38 and a half. And now it's 35. And literally 15 minutes ago, Philly comes out undecided if any starters are playing this week. I mean, that one, you know you weren't going to see uh, Wentz. You're not going to see a lot of foals, maybe a series or two, if they were even going to play. Um, these guys, the Jaguars, injury issues last year. Still guys banged up now. They're not kind of risk things. They, they want to bounce back after a bad season. I don't see them putting up a lot of points. On the other side of the ball, you got uh, Cody Kessler is probably going to get most of the action here. But again, where do you think going? They just lost their other backup quarterback. They don't want anybody to get hurt. Wentz has been hurt every season he's in the NFL. Right. So you got two kind of teams. As bad as the Jags were last year, they weren't in the championship game the season before. 
So they have playoff goals. They're not looking for guys to get hurt and running up scores here and crazy things. I'm easily on the under here with uh, high confidence. Right, and especially since the Jaguars lost last week to the Ravens 29 to nothing. Uh, yeah, they got a little pride. <laughs> I mean, and not, not a lot of points, obviously. No, they, they, you know, they got to get a little going here. And also, a lot of high-scoring games, a lot of overs last week. So maybe you get some inflated lines, not just in this game, but across the board. You might have an extra point or two you get to play with because of you saw some crooked numbers go up last weekend. So I think that's kind of a built-in advantage this week where maybe the unders will be playing a, a, a few of these other games here, which if I'm looking at one of them. You know, I'll tell you one of my plays here that I got, Colts under. I'm going to do the Colts under. Take that. That's another game I think's inflated line. Colts off a loss. They're going to want to put a little points on the board. They'll take care of business and go under the total there. So there's three plays. That was a, a bonus play. So what uh, have they come out with the line yet for that Jags-Eagles game? Yeah, um, I got it at, I believe, 43. Oh, yeah, that's pretty high. Total, yeah. Yeah, um, because I mean, this is preseason. Think... This isn't... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, that's say, okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, I guess it, it matters where you take some of these bets because I know I had uh, Steelers uh, Bucks. I took that game, but the Steelers only won by two, so I lost because it was two and a half was the line. So, yeah. so you would look you for the lowest under you could get or the, the highest total, I suppose. Highest. I'm looking yeah. for a high total, yeah. Um, if, like I said, this game came down to 35. No one's going to be able to get that 30 and a half. That was up there for a short time. But I'm still confident in the 35 here. And again, 43, like we just get off top here with this Colts game, 43 in a, a preseason game, that's, that's crazy to me. I don't care what they did last week. I know Colts got to move the ball like this uh, Jaguars team a little bit, but I'm not seeing 43 points come up in the game in preseason week two. Who are the Colts playing? Uh, Colts are playing, gee, I don't even remember who they're playing. Let me Browns? See. They're playing oh. Cleveland. They're laying three to Cleveland. And Cleveland's off a win, so they're they're happy to where they they want to be. Here's a a road game again. They got a lot of hype. We've talked about them two weeks ago. We were doing Steelers. We jumped into Baker, so they're not looking to get guys hurt here on the road. They got a win under their belts at home in front of the dog pound. They're just going to go through the motions here. Colts a little more intended to play, but 43, forget it. The only thing I would see about that one is in the first game we saw that Freddie Kitchens really wanted to establish. Uh, the, this Browns team is for real, and I think he's a, a head coach that we talked about coaching philosophies influencing some of these preseason games, that he wants to go out there and get it done. And I know it's a preseason game, and as you mentioned, I think the smart move would be rest a lot of those players and make sure nobody gets hurt, but I don't know. I just see Kitchens being a guy that, that really wants to win this one and put up some points. Uh, could be yes, but again, playing at home against – the Redskins and a rookie quarterback is a lot different. You got uh, brissett has got some experience. So if I'm going to get a whole half of him, this is like a, a regular season game for him. I, I'm, I'm taking a better quarterback. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of Baker and their offensive starters. He might want to play, but when it's 14, nothing the second quarter, he's going to be like, you know what? We're going to go through the motions here. You know, I don't see them. I'm, I'm sure he wants to instill the whole winning thing. He had a, a nice run last year, but I don't know. I think in the back of the head, he's got to think, you know, we're still the Cleveland Browns. God forbid something happens to one of these guys gets hurt and your whole right. season blows up. I mean, you know, these guys were the favorites to win a division. So I don't. I, For some reason or another, not, I, don't, I do not agree with. 
<laughs> no, no, we talked. I, you said I'm on. A, I'm on the Steelers. We had that discussion already. I'm right. Not high. Uh, on, so, on the what were here. you taking in that Browns Colts game? Were you just playing the under? Are you playing the under in both of these games, or are you picking somebody? Uh, in in this, the Colts Browns game, I actually it's a package up already, people. So don't go buy it. I got Colts and the under in the game. So I like the Colts and the under in that game. And yeah, write it down, Shells. That's, that's good money for you there. <laughs> well, more, I mean, more you than were 5-0. Maybe I need to pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, that's not too. Listen, this that's one week, you know. But historically, I'm good at NFL. You know, last couple of years I've been top of the board here at picks and parlays, and even college football was pretty good last year at a top five finish, I believe. So, my football's on point. I've been studying since June. I'm gonna have a huge year. So we've got about 30 seconds left. Are there any major points you'd stress when betting preseason? Quick tips. Um, for me, people, I like quarterback rotation. See who's coming in. And especially, you got to follow what the, the coaches say. They tell you who's not playing. They're going to play a series or two. It's People are scared of preseason. I think it's the easiest. It's almost like free money. They tell you what they're going to do. It's just the question of a lucky break. I got one in Denver Hall of Fame game. You know, sometimes you need a lucky break like that. Other times, it works out well, and I got a, a Ravens team beating up Jacksonville like nobody's business. So it's gambling. Right. If it was, you know, yep. if I had a – Yeah, those are our picks. Is. Uh, stick, stick with us after the break. More picks and parlays. And we are back here on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. I'm here every day talking sports, talking betting. Uh, let's get to some baseball right now. We've got Chip Cherimbus joining us. Hello, Chip. How you doing, Chelsea? Ready to go. <laughs> All right, so let's start with Cleveland and Boston, the Red Sox and the Indians. The Indians have been one of the hotter teams uh, in baseball, one of the better pitching teams in baseball. And the Red Sox, you know what, trending downward, uh, not a team that's been very hot as of late and a team that people like to bet, but sometimes they get burned because they've been losing a lot, even though they've been the favorite. Although I will say today, Chris Sale is on the mound for the Red Sox and uh, his last time out, he had a bounce back uh, outing, eight innings, shutout, 13 strikeouts. So is Chris Sale, Chris Sale back? I don't know, Chelsea. He certainly needed that, uh, that outing because the Yankees had bombed him two straight times prior to that. Six and 11 on the season with a 4.41 ERA. Those are not Chris Sale numbers. Those right. are not numbers that the Red Sox had anticipated seeing this season, particularly after winning the World Series last year. I mean, the Red Sox were great. They won every clutch situation they could, and yet Sale has been their major disappointment this year. Even more disappointing for the Red Sox has been their play in Cleveland. Chelsea, they've won five of the last 19 times they've played in Cleveland. That's certainly not good, especially with this team, the Indians, who are on the warpath. Oh, please excuse me. <laughs> oh, but they are 36-15 and 15 in their last 51 games, and they've got Clevenger on the mound right now, and he has been one of their more outstanding pitchers of late. 7-2 on the year, 3.02 ERA. And Chelsea, he's only given up 43 hits in 63 innings, which means one out of every three innings that he throws anticipate him not even giving up a hit. He's 3-0 and in his last three, but a 1.77 ERA. And you know what? I probably should do that too, Nick. Wouldn't that help? Wouldn't that help? Chip's but uh, it's just the, it's the way it goes in, in the big city. And uh, Boston's 3-11 and 11 or last 14. But guess what? I think they're ready to come to play today. I think they're the side, and I'm looking for Boston to get the best of the Indians here. 
Well, last night, the Indians won on a walk-off, I believe. 6-5 uh, was the score, so r the Red Sox weren't far off. It wasn't a blowout by any means. And I think Chris Sale is returning to form. That had to give him some confidence back. Uh, 13 strikeouts, that's a very good thing because that's kind of how Chris Sale survived, or not survived, thrived as a pitcher in his past few years. He struck out a lot of guys. Some people were wondering if his arm was shot, if he had thrown too many innings. But it's nice to see him back on his normal Chris Sale. Uh, I was going to say a bad word, but his, his thing. <laughs> Uh, so I, it would be nice to see another outing like that from Chris Sale. So who are you taking in this one? I'm going to take Boston. I'll tell you there's another reason, too. Uh, Clevenger has pitched against the Red Sox. He hasn't had much success. He's 0-1 with an 8.13 ERA. And to tell you the truth, he's walked 13 Boston batters in 12 innings. And that indicates to me that he really doesn't want to throw to these guys. I'm going to take Boston here, Chelsea. I think they're the side. Right, and their luck has to turn, turn at some point because it just seems like they've been <laughs> losing so much. And like I said, last night they won or they lost 6-5, so they and weren't far off. They came from behind. They were trailing in the game, and, and they battled back. But and the, once you know, usually, usually when a team does that, if they don't forge ahead, if they get just to a tie, exactly what happened to them is what happens. They come in the bottom of the ninth, and within five pitches the game was over. All right, so let's move on to the Cubs and the Phillies. The Cubs, of course, the big dog in the NL Central, even though that division is very close. The Cubs are leading. They are not a team that's good on the road. They're 23-35 and 35 on the road. Something to consider against the Phillies? Well, we've talked about that, Chelsea, about their road record. But, you know, they do have one guy which they do come up big, big with when he pitches, and that's Jose Quintana. And Quintana's 10-7 and seven with this club. 4.23 RA, not the greatest ERA, but they seem to rally when he pitches. They've won the last seven starts. He's picked up six of those victories. But like you said, this team has struggled on the road, and they're going to Philadelphia, who's had their own problems the entire season. They really haven't hit the ball as well as they had anticipated. Uh, Bryce Harper's been a major disappointment. 20 home runs is nice. <laughs> Fine, but when you're hitting 245 and they have to move you to the leadoff spot when they expect you to be the big RBI guy, the team is really struggling. Even they, though, did you see that video of uh, somebody called Bryce Harper overrated right before his oh. bat, at bat and he proceeded to hit a home run? Yeah, that was great. You know, <laughs> karma's, karma's a bitch, as they say, and, and, and stuff happens like this. Shit happens. Excuse me. Oh, and, no. you know, I said that once before and I, I was reprimanded for it. I apologize to everyone. But this Jason Vargas is starting for Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Chelsea, and uh, he is 6-6, six and six and he's thrown his three best games since coming to Philadelphia from the Mets, but Philadelphia's only won one of their last six altogether overall starts, and there is an anomaly on this game, is that on Tuesdays, the last nine Tuesdays, Philadelphia's 9-1, on the last eight Tuesdays, the Cubs are 1-7, so what do we have here? We have a dichotomy we're going to switch over. We're going to take the team that's 1-7 and seven to break their losing streak on Tuesdays, and I'm looking for Phillies to fall short here. I think the Cubs are to side with Quintana on the mound. Vargas has been excellent for Philadelphia, but right now I look for the Cubs to come up big here. Well, and Vargas has been pretty decent, but he's yeah. not one of those guys that are going to go deep in a game. It seems like most of the time when he pitches, it's either five innings or less, maybe six if they're lucky. So the bullpen's going to be a factor when it comes to the Phillies, and their bullpen hasn't been uh, especially great. It's not a bullpen like the Indians uh, by any fashion. So you've got to consider that as well. 
Well, you know, their overall play just hasn't been up to the, the quality or normally when anticipated. People don't realize or, or didn't quite keep in mind that this Philadelphia team won less than 81 games last year. They were a game, two games under 500, and now they came up as the big favorite in the division. Right. It just doesn't quite happen that way. We may be able to par- parallel that with the Cleveland Browns this season during the NFL, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Well, in baseball, they did sign Bryce Harper, but he's only one player. In baseball, it's not like basketball where one player makes a huge difference, uh, unless it's a starting pitcher, maybe. But Bryce Harper is one player in a lineup of nine guys. Excellent point, um, Chelsea. And um, baseball is such a team game, people don't quite realize it. And it's a game, of course, where all your results are predicated on stats. It's a game of stats for hundreds of hundred years now, and yet they just don't come up <laughs> with enough. I just see them, like, moving an abacus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like well, 100 years ago, I'm not sure No, how well, well baseball, sense. to tell you the truth, you know, baseball stats go back uh, more than 100 years. And, and people, baseball is an attraction for baseball, even though they've certainly been skewed this year with the power numbers, with the tight baseball and what's going on. And I think it's all changing rapidly. Right, yeah. Any pitcher will tell you that. <laughs> Justin Verlander was not very yeah. happy about those balls. Uh, let's move on to our final okay. game, Cincinnati and Washington, uh, Cincinnati, of course, in that division with the Cubs. They're a good team, but uh, I was talking about this the other day. It, it just seems like their record doesn't really reflect how good they are just because they have to play those opponents so many times, the Cardinals, the Cubs. So that division kind of eats itself a little bit. Cincinnati can be a spoiler to some people. Washington, on the other hand, they're trying to compete for a wild card. Uh, how do you see this one lining up? Well, you know, Washington does have the better record, and I think right now um, the odds makers are favoring them a little bit more, maybe more than they should. Cincinnati's coming up with Alex Wood in this start. The lefty is 1-0 on a year. He's been injured, 5.65 ERA. But, you know, when you match up two teams, um, there's always something in baseball where streaks are such an important part of the season. Mm-hmm. And certain teams just get into niches where they struggle against other clubs. And Cincinnati just struggles against this Washington national team. They've only won three of the last 12 times they've played in Washington. And they're only seven, they're seven and 12 and the last, excuse me, seven and 19, the last 26 times they've met overall. You know, but they, they really struggle against Washington. And Washington's coming in with Joe Ross, who hasn't had much of a season, two and three on the year. Chelsea's ERA is 6.75, but Washington loves to play behind Joe Ross. They're 16-7 and in his last 23 starts, and yet he doesn't seem to get much credit or many victories, doesn't last long in the games, and the Washington Nationals are always looking to um, pull him as soon as they can. I think right here with the numbers, with the beat-goes-on type of situation where one team just continually loses at another's ballpark that Washington has the, the majority of the side here, or the trend, shall we say. I think the Nationals are the side against the Cincinnati Reds. So this one's in Washington, correct? Yep, yeah, it's, and, and that's where Cincinnati has struggled mightily. I, I mean, they've only won three of the last 12 times they played there. All right, pretty simple play, I would mm-hmm. suppose. Uh, so you're taking, uh, are they an underdog or a favorite? Now, Washington should be favored in this one, uh, without question. They are at home. They have the better record, and um, they will be favored. It's a slight favorite. I was surprised it was as small as it was. The odds makers are giving Cincinnati a lot of credit, and they're giving them uh, 
You know, there was one time during the season, they're giving a lot of credit because they, they had one of the best ERAs among starters and they had um, one of the best batting averages among team average. But things have changed. Yasel Puig is now gone and they've added a pitcher. And um, Cincinnati, I don't know where they're going to go from here, but they can cause trouble, like you said. And getting up and playing in Washington is going to be a, a treat for them because they haven't done it yet. Uh, Craig was giving us some crap on our Cubs-Phillies yeah. pick said the Cubs are terrible on the road. Which Absolutely. He is correct, but you know what, Craig? Anything can happen in baseball. The Phillies have not been <laughs> uh, the best as of late. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. So, I mean, you've got to consider that as well if you're looking at numbers, Craig. <laughs> not only that, Philadelphia has only won one of their last six overall, so they're not playing good baseball right now. Craig, we'll have to have another dinner for this one. Right, and I'm looking at some of the comments. Red suck away from home. Well, yeah, no question about it. And they're struggling at Washington. This is a, probably the focal point of this game is their poor record when playing in D.C. And then Mike O'Brien just says Mets, 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 even <laughs> though that's not a team we're even talking it's, about. Uh, they've been a really hot team, yeah, though. They have, and they have to maintain it, too. And, and the thing is, what usually happens with teams like this, Chelsea, is that they'll fight so hard to get to 500. Okay. Then they, when they get there, they feel there's a moment of accomplishment, and they let down the rest of the way. The Mets have gone right past that 500 mode, and they, they're four or five games over right now and definitely in the hunt for the National League wild card. I mean, it's great for baseball when the Mets are good. When the Mets and Yankees are good, it's good for baseball. And also, the Mets have a great starting rotation, so they should be good. All right, those are baseball picks. We'll recap them all at the end of the show if you stick with us. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlay. And welcome back to Picks and Parlay's radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. Right now, let's get to some NFL win totals. The regular season is quickly approaching. We've got Craig Trapp joining us to talk NFL win totals. Craig, hello. How are we doing? Interesting <laughs> time of year to talk NFL win totals as, of course, uh, week after the week one of the preseason. So we got a little, at least a taste of what these teams are going to be all about. Right. So let's start with the Raiders, who were 4-12 and last season under John Gruden. Obviously, they added some big-name players in Antonio Brown, but also a whole lot of drama. What do you have on the Raiders this season? Well, first of all, the win total set it was six and a half uh, early in the summer. It has moved all the way down to six, and you're even getting juice at this at a lot of places here, uh, of course, in Las Vegas. So I think that's telling you that most of the bets have been on uh, against the Raiders getting the over here. And usually when that happens, that's the public money. I'm usually on the other side, and that is definitely the case here. Is I think the Raiders, uh, obviously, last year in Oakland before they moved to Las Vegas and become the Las Vegas Raiders, got a big step forward, I think, this year with a post year two of uh, Coach John Gruden. Do you see that number moving at all uh, downward? Like, would you wait to take that number? Do you think it goes down even further, or do you say lay your money right now? Well, if you like the Raiders, which I do, I think they get easily seven wins. If you like that, I would say um, go ahead and lay your money now because you're getting that juice. But I definitely think it's a potential with the juice the way it is now that it could go down to the five and a half range. Um, you know, the only problem at this point of the season, a lot of the money goes into the preseason pools and not as much onto these uh, win totals. So I wouldn't be overly worried because at least if you got a push, if they went six and ten, 
um, which, you know, that's only moving two wins. I think that would be uh, a pretty easy task for what I think is going to be a much better Raiders team. They do play in a, a quite the tough division, though. They have the Chiefs, the Chargers, two teams that are supposed to be pretty decent this season. Uh, how do you see that being a factor for the Raiders? Well, I mean, the, 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 to me, it's all about the schedule. So, yes, you, you do play, of course, uh, you know, six games in the division. I think they might go one and five in the division. So saying that it's not super <laughs> confidence when you're, when you're taking the over. But um, I think the NFC North, I think they can uh, maybe split with those guys, at least win one of those three games. The AFC South is the other teams they're playing. I think they could go um, split there. So to me, there's five wins. And then they play the Bengals as well. I think that's a win. Um, so, I mean, that's six wins right there. And then you always have that unexpected win. Um, so to me, I just think that David Carr's going to be much better last year, 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Um, not the best season, but at least it was better towards the end of the season. And then Ant the addition of Antonio Brown is a pretty big one. If he stays healthy and with uh, Coach John Gruden, I can only imagine what these three are going to do. Did you say David Carr? Do you mean Derek Carr? Derek Carr, sorry. Or am I yes, wrong? Derek Carr. <laughs> David Carr, I, I think, could have been a great yes. quarterback in the NFL, but he played for the Texans and he got sacked a ton. Yes. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. I think you're Brother. exactly right <laughs> about Derek Carr because, I mean, once upon a time, he was getting uh, hype for being NFL MVP. He had flashes of greatness, and now he has Antonio Brown. If his feet can heal from that cryotherapy injury, which I believe is a new one, and he is back yes. at training camp now. So that's a plus. At least they know where he is. He's back in the building. Um, do you well, think he adds to the team at all this year? Well, I think that it, even though the threat of Antonio Brown is going to be a big one, I think that's going right. to be huge for him. But I also think it's the defense. Last year, the offense wasn't good. 28th, 18.1 points per game. So that's, you know, one of the worst in the league is 32 NFL teams. So you have to be pretty bad to be that. But is the defense allowing 30? Um, 29.2 points a game. So basically 30 points a game last in the league. So if they can just move and, you know, Vontez Burfick has always had the potential, but always is in trouble with the laws suspended. If he can uh, give them in the middle uh, a force there, I think this defense couldn't be, you know, they're not going to be top 10 defense or anything, but if they can just move into the top 20s, I think that's where you get to this over six wins here. I think you're exactly right about Antonio Brown because even if he doesn't do anything, he at least is taking the top defender away from maybe another receiver. So maybe their number two receiver can be a little better this season just because the, the top corner or safety or whoever is going to have to cover Antonio Brown because you've got to at least respect him. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the, the most, at least maybe not all of last year because he was injured a bunch last year and right. towards the end. Who knows? I mean, he says he was injured. The Steelers said, you know, he didn't want to play. Whatever the case was, he wanted to get out. He got out. I, he got paid. I just think he's going to have a pretty big season. And maybe he doesn't get those, uh, you know, 13, 1400 yards like we've seen in his past or plus. But if he goes for a thousand plus yards, his addition um, deep will, you know, teams have to double cover him, will allow that running game to improve, allow him to control the ball a little more and protect that defense. And if they do that, uh, you know, like I said, I don't think this team's going to go crazy. I think seven and nine would be a really, really good season as they move to uh, uh, to Las Vegas next year. And I think that's very attainable with a somewhat easy schedule outside of, of course, their division games. 
We talked about this a little bit when we talk about college football is how teams can improve greatly uh, in a, a second year or a third year under a new head coach. I think, uh, do you think John Gruden's team gets a little bit better now that the system is in place and people kind of know what's going on? Yes, and I think you'll see it if you've watched uh, any of the, the clips or if you've watched uh, the hard knocks in the Raiders training camp. You, you could see his um, his hand, his fingerprints on everything now. Right. Last year, I think he came in and tried to, you know, I mean, he was out of the league a long time. The league really changed, became a much bigger passing league. Defenses really can't touch anybody anymore. So he had to adapt. I think he's done so, and I think you're going to see that here. And, you know, at his age, he's not looking for a five-year rebuild. He wants to be good um, next year. That's when they move into the new, um, of course, Allegiant Stadium that they newly named there in Las Vegas Raider Stadium there. And I think that is the the goal. And if they go to seven and nine this year, next year, I think they could be a nine and seven, ten and six type team. Something that really stood out to me when watching Hard Knocks was John Gruden seems like such a no-nonsense guy this season. We saw him cut uh, the guy from Last Chance U, which I know all coaches cut players. It's not anything uh, out of the ordinary, but it just seems like so different from last year when we saw the Browns and uh, Hugh Jackson. I mean, he the vibes were totally different. Uh, so, I mean, Hard Knocks should be interesting. We'll see if they cover this Antonio Brown stuff. So let's go over your pick one more time. We're going to take the over six, and you're getting it. I see it at plus 115, plus 120 in some places here in Las Vegas. So let's take the over six. All right, that's our pick for the Raiders. And we'd like to remind you of our NFL season pass sale. You can get an NFL season pass for $525 for all picks for the NFL season if you want to pick an expert. Uh, Sean Higgs, we mentioned earlier on the show, was 5-0 and in his preseason picks. That might be a good person to pick. Uh, but, yeah, it's on our website, picksandparlays.net. Again, $525 for the entire NFL season for all the picks. All right, so now that we've got that covered, let's move on to the Packers in Green Bay. They were 6-9-1 and one last season. Of course, Mike McCarthy fired after week 13 or game 13. I can't remember which one. But definitely installing a new offense with Matt LaFleur. He was the offensive coordinator for the Titans last season, 39-year-old guy, very young guy. Uh, how do you see the Packers lining up this season? Well, when you fire, I won't say a legend, um, and Coach McCarthy, but he, you know, for Green Bay people, he was he was up there, and he was there for thirteen years. I mean, it's a controversy when you fire a guy that's consistently that good. I mean, he was, you know, he could have had the Jets job if he wanted it. Um, he chose to set out, but I, I think Matt Lafleur has a big, big shoes to fill. One, you have uh, anytime you have probably the best quarterback in the league, if not second best, um, in Aaron Rodgers, and you have that behind you. You have to win now. Otherwise, people think you're wasting his uh, his greatness. And, you know, he I didn't think the offensive, uh, offense of the Titans, especially passing offense, was that great. So No, he, I'm he a Titans have, fan. I was scratching my head when I saw them hire Matt LaFleur because I was like, what? Uh, our offense wasn't even that great uh, under a quarterback that's supposed to be pretty good in Marcus Mariota. So I was scratching my head a little bit. I know the young guy thing is now like a big trend in the NFL. People see Cliff Kingsbury. They see Sean McVay. Uh, and they want to get on the, ne the next wave, I suppose. But, I mean, you can't just buy into the hype. And Sean McVay, yeah. you can't put him in a category with other young guys because he's such a savant. He remembers every play. 
uh, photogenically, or I'm not, he has a photographic memory maybe, but he has a, yeah. a great memory, let's put it that way. Uh, but he's not somebody that is a normal person, so you can't, ex you can't accept, yeah. uh, expect every young guy to be him. Uh, but yeah, we did I, talk about, I, I mean, though, Aaron Rodgers. The positive for LaFleur is that when he was with um, at the quarterback's coach in Atlanta, that was the year that Matt Ryan had the really uh, big turnaround in his career. So I think there's a little um, – the year before he had 16 interceptions and then he had an unbelievable year the next year. So um, Matt LaFleur uh, received a lot of the credit from Matt Ryan, and I think that is what you know people are at least hoping that you receive in with him with – you know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Oh, so yeah, he's a receiver a people don't like to talk about for some reason or another, Devontae Adams. Uh, but we've seen a lot of cornerbacks and uh, defenders in the NFL defend him and say he's one of the toughest receivers to defend in the entire NFL. Yeah. Well, to me, I mean, you know, Aaron Jones at running back is, is very solid. I think he'll go 1,000-plus yards this year. Um, but, you know, they have issues at offensive line. Um, they only were 14th in the league at 23.5 points per game last year. So even with all these weapons they had and Aaron Rodgers, you know, they were 6-9-1. I mean, now we're saying the over-under on this one's at 9.5. So we're thinking that this team's going to improve by four games to get the over. I just think that's asking a lot of a bad defense. Defense is 22nd in the league, 25 points per game. So they actually had a negative uh, points uh, differential last year. I think that's asking a lot considering they play the AFC West and the NFC East. I think you have to go the under nine and a half with a Packers team that I think is at, has a really good season. I think they win nine games. Right. That's a lot of games to ask a, a team under a first-year head coach to win. Ten wins is a lot in the NFL. It's not like college. There's more parity. There's more talent on other squads. Uh, you mentioned their schedule a little bit. Do you do you see nine wins on the schedule? Yeah, I could think they could go eight and eight or nine and seven, but I mean, neither one of them gets to this this over win total. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, I think they're not as good as the Bears. I don't think they're as good as the Vikings. I think both of those teams are going to be nine or ten win teams. So that makes it tough for me to think there's going to be three. 10 win, you know, potentially 10 win teams in this division. I just don't see that. So that led me to um, really no other way to go than play the under in this one. All right. So those are your NFL win total picks from Craig Trapp. He's taking the under from the Packers. Uh, the line is at nine and a half. We think they're going to go under that. And also, let's see on the Raiders. I know you took the under. What was your pick one more time? Actually, we're taking the over six on the oh, Raiders. The um, I, yeah, I think they at least get six, but I, I, you know, I could see this team getting seven, eight wins this year. I think it's going to be a nice year for uh, Oakland, turnaround season for Oakland. Well, when you're only asking them to win six games, that's not a whole lot. And conversely, for the Packers, asking them to win 10, 10 games, that's a lot. It seems, it seems a little much for a, a Packers team that comes in with expectations every year and really have not uh, done much since they went to the Super Bowl that year. I mean, they really have not been able to put full seasons together. All right, those are our picks. Remember, we've got that preseason pass on sale for $525 on the website, picksandparlays.net. After the break, we recap all of our picks from the day on Picks and Parlays Radio. Stick with us.
And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, any social media platform of your choosing. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're very easy to find. Usually the first thing that pops up, and we love your feedback each and every day. All right, now it's time to recap all of our picks from today's show. In case you weren't paying attention or if you're just now joining us, we got you covered. Let's start with Sean Higgs, NFL preseason pick for this Thursday. Eagles at Jags. He's taking the under in that one. The Jaguars, of course, coming off a 29-0 loss to the Ravens. So not a whole lot of offense happening in Jacksonville. Craig Trapp gave us some NFL win totals for the Packers and the Raiders. He sees the Packers going under nine and a half wins. The Raiders, he thinks they win more than six games this season, despite all the Antonio Brown drama. So six wins is just not that much. Uh, finally, our MLB picks from Chip Cherimbus. Boston and Cleveland going at it tonight. He's taking the Red Sox. Boston to win that one. Cubs at Phillies. He's taking the Cubs, even though they are terrible on the road. Something's got to give because Philadelphia has not been especially great as a team overall as of late. Oakland at San Francisco. He is taking the Giants in that one. Those are our picks for today on Picks and Parlays Radio. As always, join us every day, every weekday, excuse me, one Pacific for Eastern for all your sports betting info. We're back tomorrow afternoon on Picks and Parlays Radio. Thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.